And we're live. Welcome to episode oh. 16 of Rugrugs. Just put on a little music while I do this. Yo, 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 welcome. Uh, we got we got our song on the loop right now, so I'm going to turn that off. I thought I turned that off, but I didn't. That's okay. We've got 2160 with me here in the studio for episode 16 of Rug Roast. Um, what's up, man? Hey, hey, what's going on? What's going on? Just chilling. Um, so today we had a little a little bit of a cancellation type of deal. Um, unfortunately our, neither of our guests could make it. <laughs> one of them rescheduled and the other one, uh, was on this morning at like four in the morning cause, um, they missed the time zone thing. So, uh, no worries. We're gonna, um, we'll just have kind of an open mic. We'll let people come up and then you and I are going to go over a couple projects that we like, um, you know, whether it's art or whatever, but, uh, yeah, that's the plan, man. Sounds good. Let's do it. And it is like way, way too warm to be wearing all this shit. But um, I mean, look at that. It's fucking dope, dude. The RLD merch. Did you get yours yet? So I haven't got mine yet. Um, I have three notifications from DHL for three separate shipments. I don't even remember how much I ordered. Like, I think I ordered as much as the system would let me in several different sizes. So. Uh, the plan is to keep uh, one hoodie, uh, one beanie, and one shirt completely unpackaged in the box, uh, along with uh, the same thing, the hat and the hoodie and the shirt uh, for uh, for Rec Guy, um, just for nostalgia purposes. So it'll go in a bin full of shit that I never open, and you know, maybe it'll be... Uh, Maybe I'll pull it out on like the 10 year anniversary and wear it, something like that. Cause you know, the, the other one that I wear is just going to get trashed cause I'll wear it all the time. Yeah, for sure. That's a good idea. I, you know, I thought about doing that, but I'm too cheap. So I'm just trying to be like super careful with this. Like, yeah, I'm man, I, to wear it outside. We, both, we both got kids. I don't know. And dogs. Like, I don't know if they're super careful, but yeah, just uh, good luck. Black always seems like a good idea, but black gets dirty so easy, and it just it, it, it can show up really easy depending on what you get on it. That's right, man. The dog hair uh, definitely shines on the black for sure. <laughs> um, so yeah, today we're we're just chilling. Like we got spaces going. If anyone wants to talk, just request. Um, you can come up and say whatever the fuck you want to say, dude. I don't care. Um, but I wanted to open it by saying. Um, Dude, did you watch the alien hearings from Congress this week? Yeah, so here's my here's my hot take on this. Um, society sucks, right? Because if we were in the 70s and the government held national hearings, the U.S. government held national hearings in Congress about aliens, the entire world, not just the U.S., the entire world would be freaking the fuck out. And instead, in 2023... 
nobody gives a shit because we have created a society who only cares about themselves. Um, and so nobody cares. Like literally you have Navy pilots who I had heard these stories from Navy pilots when I was in the army, when I was deployed and stuff like that about these things that they couldn't identify doing things that like physics couldn't explain. Um, but like, there's just no reaction. Like nobody, nobody cares, man. And I don't get it because aliens, it's aliens. It's aliens. They're real, dude. Like, based on what these dudes said, like, they're fucking real. Like, did you yeah. hear the different stories they told? Yeah, for sure. And I mean, uh, they're under oath, so hopefully it's not all fabrication. And you can convince yourself of believing anything, so who knows? But, you know, if the government has proof, it's a it's a national security risk. And it's also a scientific thing that, like, people should be studying and, and get to know. I mean... Obviously, if aliens came here, their technology is far more advanced than what we have uh, capable of doing at the moment. And, you know, we'd want to research that, right? Um, statistically, I've always believed in aliens because it, it's really hard to think that, like, all those galaxies out there, billions and trillions of stars, that, like, we're the only fucking floating rock in space that got, like, cognitive, uh, you know, abilities in, in human form, right? Like... So for me, it totally makes sense. Um, you know, I think Elon posted something that was like the scariest. The scariest theory is we are completely alone. Like we, we, there is nothing else out there, right? Um, and like, what, what does that bring to like the weight of humanity? Like, if we don't get the fuck off this rock and like the sun explodes and wipes out the only conscious living beings ever to exist, that would be crazy. It's all psyop. Until they show proof. It's all psyop up until they show proof. Damn, uh, I'm, man. Sometimes you got to believe in stuff, man. You, I know seeing is believing for some people, but sometimes, you know, the math just, uh, just for me, the math plays out. Now, if we actually have fully like undamaged spaceships, space shuttles, space, whatever, flying vehicles, um, and we actually have biological samples that i don't i don't know like i know that that's what they testified to but i agree with g-man show that's me the what proof. he said show me the proof but like these videos they're pretty they're pretty uh convincing i will say this though i have been in plenty of scenarios where very high-tech equipment has malfunctioned and it picks up stuff that like just really isn't there or gives you readings that really can't be explained so who knows? But I like to think that aliens are real. G-Man likes to say, show me the money. Show me the proof. He, he said he believes, but he's got to see the proof. I mean, yeah, the dude said they, okay, so in a crash recovered craft, they found non-human biologics, he said. It's fucking aliens, dude. But <laughs> well, the, the part happened. of the question is, where do they come from? Like, could they come from down in the ocean? I don't know, man. The ocean's pretty fucking never... deep. I never considered that. there's that uh there's that meme or whatever that going around that like scientists from NASA actually started in the ocean and like from 1940 to 1970 and then they were like yeah we need to get the fuck off this planet let's uh let's go let's go discover what's in space so what did NASA find in the depths of the ocean that scared the shit out of them to like reprogram their entire organization probably what we consider alien. I don't fucking know, dude. It's crazy. I, I hope that like they're able to subpoena a bunch of people and subpoena a bunch of documents and 
like release proof. Like that's, that's what I'm hoping comes out of this. Cause, uh, I mean, yeah, I, I don't hold my breath. It took forever to get a lot of Kennedy documents. And that's just because, you know, this conspiracy theory is that the government killed Kennedy and they wanted to protect that fact. But like governments aren't designed to give up their secrets, right? Like they'll protect it to the grave. So I, I do believe that subpoenas will go out. I do believe they'll get a bunch of redacted information Behind closed doors, they might get non-redacted information, but do they ever actually re release 100% proof to the world? I don't know about that. I think they should, dude. I, I hope it's there. I mean, that's super cool. I mean, you know there's aliens out there, right? There has to be, statistically speaking. Like you said, there has to be because, really, the universe is infinite in the amount of planets. There's, like, more planets than there are grains of sand, in the fucking world like that's insane yeah, the odds the odds are not not in our favor that we're the we're the only special thing to get created in the universe right from a from a conscious yeah. standpoint the All question right, so, comes in like where does the tech come from to get them from there to here though because the amount of time it would take to travel and all that that's that's the big question for sure yeah man i mean obviously scientists have been studying it for years there is you know theory about what is technically possible that we haven't been able to achieve from our own, you know, technology that we've been able to build. But obviously if somebody is, if something, if an alien species was able to come to earth, their, their harness of, of technology has to far surpass what we have even probably theorized. So yeah, it'd be, it would definitely be interesting for sure. Definitely. But yeah, and, uh, yeah. my message, humanity sucks. We're all too self-centered and thinking about ourselves. And that's why we don't care about the news. That alien. We definitely alien. deserve a meteor, um, <laughs> which brings me to the next topic. Um, Pauly. So, okay, so I must be living under a rock. I'm going to be the person that says, I don't know. I, I saw one tweet by somebody who was talking about Polly this morning, but I have no idea what's going on. you got to fill me in. It's hot breaking news all so right, apparently paulie and i guess paulie and ben i don't know all the fucking details but paulie's involved he's a piece of shit this dude is a fucking piece of shit but anyway he launched a shit coin and the contract allows um for wallets to be just completely drained so Ooh. i read somewhere 10 million dollars cooked already um probably gonna be worse but like first of all i mean i don't understand why anyone supports this dude He's a grifter. He's a piece of shit. And he talks shit about um, real builders and creators doing hard work in this space. So he's like the probably, in my opinion, the most scummy dude in all of crypto. Didn't, is he the guy that like posted, like, send me something to my wallet and then he never dropped anything? Is that the same uh, dude? Yeah, I don't know. Is that him? I, I thought it for sure. Him, but I, I don't want to slam him with that if it if that didn't happen. But yeah, dropping dropping a shit coin that's got a drainer attached to it. Like, either you're not a dev. Like, I wouldn't know. Like, you could you I could go to somebody and say, "Hey, I want to drop a coin. I need dev work done." They could put whatever they want in the contract. I would have to trust the dev, right? So maybe that's a scenario, or maybe he is just he. That was the angle, right? Become super popular on social media, drain millions of dollars, and then bounce and get the fuck out and go to some country that you can't be extradited to or from. Um, or won't hold you accountable. I mean, it's still the wild, wild west, man. Look at the fucking news from yesterday. Sam Baker and Freed, like fucking all the charges were dropped against him. Like, you know, 
donate $93 million to politics. And, you know, when you get charged for like one of the biggest fucking financial scams in history, uh, because you donated to both sides, they'll just make it go away. Like that's what, that's what we're talking about. So, I'm you know, here. yeah, I don't know. I don't know about the meteor. Like I got a family, I got loved ones. I don't, I don't, I, I'm too young to die. But like, what I will say is, you know, we've always talked about security, like coming up in the last three years in the space, but I think not a lot was said about common sense. Like if the guy seems to be scammy, like is the risk worth the potential reward? And if you get scammed from it, you need to take ownership that like you made that conscious decision. Like nobody forced you with a gun to your head to sign the transaction. So educate yourself on what is possible in this space Educate yourself on who you're deciding to give money to and educate yourself on the risks. And then don't cry when something shitty happens, own it and say, look, I got scammed. I made these decisions and, and move on. Now from the other direction, if Polly did it on purpose, yeah, like that's just fucking terrible, man. Like we hate to see those people in the space, but unfortunately they just continue to be here because they can continue to get away with it. And yeah, whether, whether he did it on purpose or not, though, I mean, he, he's the dude is a piece of shit. I mean, he really is. Um, but I yeah, he, he probably him. didn't do it on purpose, but you know, yeah, I don't follow him, him enough to know. I just like if he did it on purpose, that's shitty. If he didn't do it on purpose, that's also shitty. Um, if he cares about his reputation, he would try to make it right. I don't know if he has the ability to do that or not, or like you just fucking bounce, you, you disappear. And you and your dev are laughing somewhere in fucking Monaco drinking, you know, $8,000 champagne. I don't know. Depressive hacks. You got your hand raised. What's up, man? And good to meet you finally. Yo, what's up, man? It does make sense. Um, damn, dude, that's think that was up. designed on purpose. It might be. I don't know. It's only twenty one sixty, and also your your uh, volume isn't coming through on YouTube, which is weird because, like, my shit's on. It's slid up, um, but yeah, basically for the people on YouTube, um, what Depressive said is that the contract anyone who is holding the asset can they can basically just drain each other back and forth. Like you can just. You can just put in a function to drain people. 
if you're holding the asset. So it's just like an absolute free for all. Um, G-Man, uh, let's talk about putting something together to take full advantage of this. I know uh, you've got um, some serious <laughs> dev capabilities. So if we can look into, uh, you know, getting set up to uh, drain a bunch of people, that would be great. So, yeah, I can't hear him either, but my my couple of my questions are, was it designed like this on purpose? Like, is it some kind of social experiment? And two, can you only drain that specific asset? You can't touch anything else in the wallet. Like, those would be my two questions. So depressive. Did you hear that? I don't know why the volume's not going back and forth, dude. This is fucked. All right, he's pinning something right now. G-Man, I put a link in uh, in Discord if you want to come up on stage, dude. I know you're busy, um, like drinking bourbon and, and chasing alligators and stuff. But if you want to come up on stage, you can. All right. <clears throat> Polly launched a shit coin today. Some got wrecked. Some made a lot of money. Primary change implemented was a direct transfer function that allows anybody to transfer anybody else's tokens to any address. I'm sorry. I can't say it without laughing. Um, holy shit. This malicious function was likely only partially intentional. Ownership checks are handled, blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah, it's a long thread. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but uh, it's pinned in the Twitter spaces. Um, but, yeah, that's insane, man. And that's why, one, always use a burner, right? So if you're going to get into shit coins, like put your funds into a wallet with nothing else in it and use that to get your shit coins, right? Um, or, or anything, if you're minting anything. And then, two, uh, maybe – don't trust. Well, I, I trust very few people. I double check links and all that, but that wouldn't that wouldn't even help here. But maybe don't trust um, scummy shit bags is another tip. So, um, yeah, that's that's crazy, man. What up, boys? Insane, man. G-Man, can you hear Depressive now? Cannot. Yeah, I can't hear him. That's why I keep going on mute, because I'm turning my phone up, so there won't be a huge echo. But I don't know why it's not coming through. I don't either, dude. I've got my phone dial up. I've got all my shit plugged in. Double check. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's crazy. I mean, I didn't get to read the thread. I'll go back and read it. It would be weird um, or really sad if uh, you can drain other assets out of the wallet if it's just not specific to that token that was made. But even then, like that would be an LP disaster. Somebody sets, a, sets up an LP and then somebody else can come and just drain all of the tokens. Like that's that's crazy. Um, yeah, I uh, 
I'm with Burn. Like I, I support people that I can trust, and that would not be somebody that I uh, think that I would be able to trust. Um, and if you want to gamble, there's nothing wrong with that. Just uh, own own up to it when you get rugged. That it was a complete gamble, and you had some uh, some culpability and responsibility for it. Yeah, you're always you're always at fault as well, right? Like if you buy something that's not a great investment, it's like you're the one that did it. So, I mean, at the same time, there is definitely a fiduciary responsibility on anyone that's like minting or selling or doing anything like that to uh, to do it right, um, or you know, at least not have functions in where everyone can drain each other. But uh, yeah, G man, what what do you think, man? You know, I, th- I thought it was funny. Uh, Zach XBT was posting about this, and I-, I guess some of the bigger poly supporters, the one dude that was stealing everyone's money, was like sending them ETH back. Like, if you were a big enough poly supporter, maybe you were getting some of your money back or something. I mean, insanity. I- why anyone would, like you said before, um, why anyone would send money to his wallet is beyond me. But I guess people don't care about the ethics of it, right? They just think numbers going to go up. Uh, I'll risk, you know, a little bit here. Hopefully, not something that'll break the bank, and uh, I'll get a quick two or three x and be out. And they don't give a shit if yeah, but, uh, if it's supporting him or not. And I, I'm totally fine with that because I, I believe that we're still kind of in this unregulated, you know, wild wild west phase uh, of crypto. Um, and if you're gonna take that risk, or you don't care about the ethical or moral implications, understanding that. If you make money off of it, somebody else lost money off of it because this money doesn't appear out of nowhere. If you're fine with all of that, don't also then turn around and be the loudest people in the room complaining about how you got rugged. Like, just own it. Like, if you're going to be a gambler, then gamble. That's like going into a casino and then screaming at the top of your lungs that they stole your money. No, they did it. Like, you decided to partake. Like, and that's fine that, that there are people out there that want to do that. I just can't stand the hypocrisy of like then wanting to cry about it and being like, oh, I lost all my money. I can't pay my rent this month. Like, all right, well, you know, yeah. there are consequences for your actions. Yeah, I totally agree. You know, I see gen- more generally in the space is everyone likes to scream for like free markets. Like everyone loves a free market. It's free market dynamics until someone does something that they think is stupid. And then all of a sudden they're the biggest critic in the world. I'm like, I thought right. you like free markets, you know? Yeah, uh, God forbid somebody sells an NFT, time. right? <laughs> I know, I know. It's um, hilarious. G-Man, you don't, do you live in Texas? No, so I spent... The- about six weeks in Texas. My daughter was in a ballet program in Houston. Gotcha. So I'd bounce. I'd be with Locks during the week near Austin, and then I'd be in Houston on the weekends. And I went up to uh, to Dallas, uh, hung out with Schmripto, and saw like the whole Bob Mallory thing, which was super cool. But I actually live in North Carolina. Okay. I was like, it's so hot. Like I don't know how anybody is living in Texas at the moment. It was for the six weeks I was there. Half the time I was there was one hundred five plus. That's it crazy. Was pretty. It was pretty tough. So, I mean, Carolina's hot. I'm back here. I just got back here a few days ago. Uh, but it's it, 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 nothing compared to, like, what Texas is doing. I, I feel like I'm starting to look for real estate, like, way up north after experiencing that for six weeks. <laughs> Come to Michigan, dude. It's super I mean, cheap up here. I, I think I, – I don't know. Like, I would be looking at real estate, like, right in the middle of the United States because, you, like – 
you know, in the next, like, not that it's happening anytime soon. You're not going to give a shit about your real estate at this point. But, like, the Ice Age, like, it came down so far into the U.S. that, like, I would be looking at that line, right? Um, and then, like, try for me, I can't stand humidity. So it would have to be someplace with a dry heat because uh, yeah. humidity is just not. Californians are not a thing that, like, go well together. Yeah, I heard a thing that within 50 years, no one will be able to live in any of the southern states yeah. at all, you know, because it'd just be too too damn hot. And uh, so Montana is like my dream spot. I've been wanting to move there for a couple of years. Real estate and there's heat, man. Yeah, you know, my, my I'd be there already, but there's no, like my daughter is literally like hopefully going to be a professional ballerina and there's nowhere for her to train. Right. Um, but I would be living in Bozeman. It is like the perfect spot. I'm a mountain guy anyway. I really like the mountains. Um, but yeah, I you've been watching Yellowstone a lot, huh? <laughs> I haven't. Everyone says like I- I'm really careful about new shows I bring into my life because like it's a huge time commitment, you know? Right. Uh, so I haven't watched yet, but everybody tells me like I have to. It's a good show, dude. It starts out like it, the first episode. I'm like, oh, this acting is a little gross, and then it, like it gets way better. So you got to get a couple yeah. episodes in because you know the pilot a lot of times is going to be shitty, but. my cousin cousin moved his entire family from florida to idaho and like we were just comparing like expenses because he works you know um you know remotely online so like we're just comparing expenses and i was like man if i wasn't stuck in california like idaho expenses that's where it's at what i'm talking about yeah we did a couple years ago he keeps coming back to michigan it's almost like his victory hoodie convert right he's like stuck in a rut a little bit exactly (laughs) he's stuck on repeat (laughs) he also literally started this show by saying god it's too fucking hot to be wearing this sweater and this beanie (laughs) so you know i don't believe anything he fucking says and dude i step outside right now it's like taking a bath like it's (laughs) fucking muggy and it's like 90 degrees i don't know it's it's hot as shit but um if you're an ov simp if you're an ov simp this is the kind of shit you do you know what i'm saying it's true oh yeah we don't care i mean and i feel more wrecked when i'm really hot and sweaty too so it's a bonus like um it's a win-win feeling shitty is a win (laughs) the stench that's gonna come off of that sweater in like the next three weeks because he'll never wash it is not washing it no it's gonna be ridiculous this is not getting washed because if i wash it it could like i don't know it could change the uh the original uh sweaterness of it or something but all right well i don't think we have a plan for the show today outside of maybe burn and i talking about some projects that uh people might not be that familiar with that launched a while ago um and we wanted to revisit so g-man welcome to hang out and and give your i got an idea oh how about okay so we'll each do one and then g-man can take us through his jack butcher stuff if you want that would be amazing because I have no idea. I know nothing about Jack Butcher except for he's like a marketing genius, but um, I own zero assets. So, if G Man, if you want to explain to us the conundrum that is Jack Butcher, that would be uh, that would probably be great. I'm always down to talk Jack Butcher. So, you guys let me know whenever you want to go there. I'm ready. I'll be here. You go first, man. You're a special special guest today. So yeah. if you want, you can you can start ripping into it. Uh, feel free to present and share the screen as well. Did did you have um did you have other projects that you were trying to talk about first? Um or you didn't really have any? 
So no, we did, I, but they both uh, one one had to reschedule, and the other one was on at four in the morning because he didn't look at the time zone. So that's challenging. Yeah. So um, so Burn knows a little bit about Jack. I onboarded Burn to Jack very very minorly. Right. We got on a call one day, and he grabbed some additions, I think, and then he put them on chain to see if he'd pull a rare one and pulled a couple floors. And you know that's that happens for sure. But I don't know. Um, it's t- like where where should we start? What, do you guys have questions in particular? I mean, Jack's whole thing is like pretty broad at this point and, and a little expansive. Yeah. Like, what should we what should we talk about? Let's talk about the the uh, the additions first. Like, how how does it work? Because there's a gambling element, which obviously that's how you got me. Because I was like, oh, I can gamble. Um, so right, <laughs> right, yeah. So, so checks was a open mint it might have been eight dollars it was either a free mint or eight bucks i'm not sure which you know the opepins uh were similar and it was just an addition and there was all this speculation of like they were going to go crazy i mean they went up to like three ETH each um so the speculation was just out of control you know of, of what was going to happen here but if you own an addition you can migrate it on chain and you have a chance to get a gradient or a small color band, or you know, there's this whole radiant, uh, you know, uh, scarcity mentality uh, or component to it. And you know, w- where I got him was I got really lucky on my pulls, right? So I was telling Burn, like, oh yeah, I got mostly gradients, and I got a five color band, and I got a one color band. All these things, you know. So like, when you hear your friends saying this kind of stuff, you just want to go do it. <laughs> So, so, you know, you get these and then, and then you can move them on chain and you get an 80 check that's going to have some spectrum of colors on it. I'm following along here where you're at. Right. So these are floor checks, right? You can kind of tell that, that they don't look particularly special with like a nice gradient or something like that. And if you combine two 80 checks together, you get a 40 check. And then two forty checks together, you get a twenty check, et cetera, down to one check, of which I believe there's around sixty one checks now. Um, Did I I'm, see that you had a one check? I'm happy to say I have a one check. Yep. So uh, and it matches. So I also have a one of one alien P uh, Opepin, and I got a color match, very close. So I was pretty happy about that. And so if. If we all, as one check holders, if we decide to all put them together, 64 one checks will become a single black check. And so if you do the math, there can only ever be three black checks in the entire collection. Will there ever be one? I don't know. You know, Schmripto had 555 checks, I believe. And he's, I believe he's down to basically put them all toward a check, uh, you know, a single black check. Uh, so so I don't know. I mean, the, the math is a little tough when you start adding that up right four thousand checks to to get one of these things so that's insane i that's dude a black i didn't even know about the black check like that's uh i'm it's sure a, someone it's the ultimate it. it's the ultimate goal yeah they had set up a dow uh again schmripto you you guys probably know him you know, he was a PV whale. I think he was pretty big in huxley too but he's like been in jack butcher checks maxi for a long time um, I think he set up a DAO and, you know, he's a good chunk of the way there, right? 500 out of 4,000. 
I mean, it's still got a long way to go. <laughs> but it's tough. Like, so I've got this one check and it's cool. But if you said, hey, will you put it in to the mix here? That's a big investment, right? At, even at the floor prices currently, which is lower than it had been traditionally, it's like over 30 ETH to make a one check. Yeah. So, you know, you're talking about someone putting in some real financial investment. Yeah, and then what? And then what would you do with it? Okay, so the DAO gets the this one black check. How do you how how does everybody monetize off of it from there? Um, right, seems a little complicated. You hold sure. it. You hold it's, it. Yeah. yeah, you hold it, and it goes up in value, and then you just borrow money against it. I don't know. That would be like the only. You'd probably be able to like you could DAO it. You could turn it into a DAO and like have tokens or something something like that, right? And then you can sell your portion, buy and sell your portion. Yeah, it's just I, I I kind of agree though. It's like, hey, I own one sixty fourth of this black check or something. Right. Like, okay. Yeah, that, that's hard. Like, I mean, I don't know. The black check could become the next Mona Lisa. I'd like to own one sixty fourth of the Mona Lisa. That you know. True. Absolutely. And it was just perfect timing with Jack. You know, like, as you said, he's a master marketer, and the you know the time frame around uh, who's notable, who isn't. Can you pay $8 and become notable? You know, he just played that so perfectly. And you're starting to see that in Opepin's too, or you've seen it in the first 10 drops, is he's just so timely with things. You know, Apple yeah. comes out with the fancy VR headset, and he does he drops a collection on it like that week, you know? Yeah, it always he seems just really to be, has his finger on the pulse. Yeah, he and his turnaround is so quick. Like, it, it literally is not like Apple drops it, and then three weeks later, it's like Apple drops it, and two days later, he's ready to like roll with the concept, which is crazy. So explain yeah. the Opepin world that Jack Butcher then transitioned to after checks, right? Oh, yep. Awesome. So Pepin, same same as the checks. It was an addition. And, you know, he kind of, I think he even said, you know, I probably won't do anything with it, whatever. It's just cool. You know, everyone's doing these additions now. And then one day he just dropped a tweet that said, O-P-E-P-F-P. And the thing went crazy. And he kind of explored, he was going to do all AI versions. He was going to do, uh, you could create an Opepin based on your checks, colors of checks that you owned. But the one thing I really love about Jack is he builds in public very transparently and he iterates. So when he, when he says he's going to do something and then they go check it and he's like, well, if there was 16,000 Opepins that were variations of checks, it's not hard to imagine that they, none of them are distinguishable from right. any other one, right? And and so, like, he he's willing to pivot and talk to the community and have this back and forth. And I think that's why people love him so much because um, that's a hard thing, right? So like, as a founder, as someone who's founded things in the past, it's, I can't imagine it. I feel like it would be impossible. And he somehow manages this communication with the community and the feedback and handles it better than anyone I've ever seen. Yeah, I have heard that about the community. It doesn't seem like they get like riled up or there's not a, a huge pushback when he pivots. Um, and I don't know if it's just faith in, in one man or if it's the community that he's built. Um, but uh, in my experience, open editions haven't lent themselves to building the best community. So it's got to be some fucking magic spell that Jack has that he puts over people when he's fucking telling them, uh, nah, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to switch positions on you and everybody's just going to accept it. 
Yeah, well, he's just such a good communicator. So when he does that, he puts out a thread of 20, 30, 40 tweets explaining exactly the thought process. Here's why we rethought it. Here's why it doesn't work. Here's why the direction we're heading is going to be better for everybody. So I think that is a main differentiator um, for him. And then, and then, so the other really cool thing about Opevans when he when he finally landed on this idea that he's going to do 200 individual sub collections inside the collection. So every however long he drops 80, you know, a collection of 80, and there will be 200 of those um, along the way, and it allows him to do this. What is the current meta? What it, what is happening culturally, technologically, in our space, in the world? And it allows him to like ride that wave and keep the attention going, right? Right. Like someone said on a spaces earlier, you drop a ten thousand PFP collection in one day, and it's kind of over. Right. Like you have a month. You have are. a month of runway of the collection being hot, and then there's a new meta. Right. And so now it's like, oh, he could keep this going for a couple of years. So now is, there'll be a, an art to keeping that interesting. Sure. He's done a pretty good job so far. So is every single Opepin going to reveal at some point? Y yes. There's speculation that the last set of 80 will just be the unre like they'll just keep it the unrevealed uh, Opepin art. So who knows about that? Um, but yes, the idea is that eventually everyone will. So right now you have to opt in. So, you know, let's say you have a one of five Opepin, you see the art, you like it. You have a couple days. You're like, okay, I want a chance at one of these. So you, you know, you opt in. He's stated that he's only going to do that as long as that makes sense. Right. Cause you can imagine a world where people stop opting in. Right. Um, on certain sets. And so for right now, and probably for a while it'll be fine it'll be oversubscribed uh and hit their numbers but if, you know who knows what it'll go but he is he has also said like he's got other mechanics in mind that are totally different that i'm you know excited to see where he goes with that the, the other great thing i think is worth noting is jaleel he partnered up with jaleel who is a developer and so someone who's managed developers for 20 some years um i i can say that Jaleel's a special kind of developer, right? Like the, he gets the culture bit as well as a marketer. And a lot of coders just don't, right? They're, I hate to paint with a broad brush, but you know, you think of these cave dwelling developers like I've been working with for many years and it's just like their finger aren't on the pulse like that. And the combination of these two guys um, coming together and Trap is another one too, but really Jack and Jaleel are the face of it this combination of them together is just a unique thing. Um, yeah. I'm a huge fanboy, as, as you can tell, but. Uh, right. So how many Opepins did you have that you opted in for? And then you woke up and saw that you had an alien one of one in your wallet. Um, so I had, a, I had 22 Opepins that I bought at around 0.7. The day before they became a rarity assigned to them, I started merging checks. So I had a bunch of checks also, but I didn't merge them. But there was a mechanic where if you had, 
invested time and effort in compositing checks, you would have a better chance of getting a rare Opepin. Gotcha. So I got one free, quote unquote free, one of one blank, and a couple one of fours and, and whatever. The rest were Damn. a mix of the rest. And so I started doing wheat bids on one of ones, and I ended up with six one of ones. Um, and I got rid of all the one of forties, which I wish, I wish I didn't do that now because at the time I sold them for nothing, but I was thinking, all right, I'm going to turn these not rare ones into rare ones. Right. Um, so on the first set, they launched two. I fully opted in with 22 on set one and set two. I didn't get any set ones, which is a shame because those are yeah. the ones that are worth the most. Right. Uh, but I did pull two on set two, which was great sold both of those so i'm big on like getting my money back out back sure and so people started seeing the values on the first two series and i sold three of my one of ones two for 8.8 and one for 12.7 and that took my entire cost like i was actually all my investment recouped plus in the black and still sitting on some nice stuff so when i did the alien one of one? I opted in three, uh, three unrevealed the peppins for the one of one and, and grabbed it. And it was like 10,000% subscriber, 12,000%. I mean, the odds were still, I mean, board, board Elon Musk has 750 peppins and like he's had polls where he gets nothing yeah. from opting in. So the, the chances are still very small. It's always like that. On a right? Zoom call. I was on a Zoom call with someone when I saw it and I couldn't concentrate the rest of the call. It was terrible. I can imagine. It's like it's like when uh you know somebody like Pranksy buys twelve hundred board apes on mint, but he doesn't get one gold. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know, he buys a tenth of the collection, but he doesn't pull a gold one. Like that's how infuriating it is. But it's the guy that just buys one. That, that ends up with the gold one. Like it, it's always that yeah. way. At least it always seems that way. Well, yeah. congratulations. So, it looks so, cool as fuck. That's all I got to say. Thanks. 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 I really appreciate that. I, I think, and I would love to talk about this. I don't know where you guys want to go, but I brought up Ford Elon Musk and made me think about it. You know, he's the one who started this thing with Thread Guy mm. and the Threadition and this conversation around PFPs and identity and brand and all of that, which t- to me has, has elevated the conversation around that a good bit over the last week or two, in my view. Um, so we can talk about that in relation to Jack No Peppins or yeah, he's also doing these. I read. Yeah, so, uh, so what do you guys know about that? Did you guys follow the Thread Guy stuff pretty good? So I don't. I didn't know where it was born out of, other than you know, Thread Guy is a character onto himself, and and he's you know constantly stepping up his game in the space. Um, and then I saw something about, you know, is he going to switch his PSP from his mutant to, to an Opepin? Um, but that's basically all I know or all the background I have on, on what actually happened. Yeah, so, so Board, you know, I tell you he's got 750 Opepins. He, he did get a number from Series 1. So he went to Thread Guy and in the DMs and offered him to trade a series one for his mutant. And, you know, he kept it private. I think thread guys, sure. the one who went public with it and was like, you know, should I do this or not? 
And so it was like a 20 ETH Opepin and Thread Guys Mutant, which should have, it'll have a premium, right? Someone wants it. Although, you know, there's a conversation around that too. We don't need to get into at the end of the day. You can't become Thread Guy by buying buying his Mutant and paying a premium. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Right. So, so funny. So these guys just kept having this conversation. Um, You know, should I do it or not? And so Board ups the ante and says, well, I'll only hold your mutant for a year and then I'll send it back to you. And by the way, you don't even have to PFP this thing if you don't want. I think, he, I think the rule was he, he just had to hold it for three months. And then Frank comes in. He's like, I'll give you a D-God to trade. <laughs> and then, uh, and then um, oh gosh, I can't think of his name. Uh, pudgy guy. Luca? Luca. Uh, Luca, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh my god, it's just gave me. He comes in and he's like, "I'll give you ten percent of the revenue of our plushies, right?" <laughs> and like, it just gets insane. And so, in the end, Thread Guy's like, "I can't do it. You know, I, I need more time. Maybe I'm going to do something." And he's in this situation where he's done it. He's really gone the high road, right? He hasn't monetized right. in terrible, extractive ways. So he's like, he's got to pay his bills too, right? So yeah, if I. If I put myself, especially at his age, in this situation, it's like a really hard thing to think about. So he just opted out from kind of everyone that said, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do, but but I'm not doing it. So Jack created a PFP with the mutant colors. Sure. And then for no compensation, for no upside, he decides he's going to go in and change his PFP and embrace this like Opepin community and all this energy and all the stuff that happened. And it was just like, it's just, it was just such a, to be, to be there and watch it happen kind of organically and, and all that was so good. And so Jack kind of the master he is of web three primitive said, there's economic energy here. And I think you should benefit from some of it. So that's when he minted that tradition and said, Hey, if anyone wants to support thread guy here, go mint this thing for two bucks. Nice. And you know, he minted over a hundred grand worth of those things. Yeah. I minted like 11 of them. Yeah. He gets paid. Uh, the community grows totally non dilutive. Um, there's this whole conversation around like, am I really stuck with this mutant for the rest of my life or not? Right. And some people might get triggered by that language, but it's the truth, right? Like some of us, I know people that feel stuck with their PFP and they're like afraid if they switch it, like the brand is ruined. Yeah. And I, I think TG, maybe not some people, but TG is bigger than that. And yeah. And he's just getting started. I remember the thread. I remember reading what kind of, you were having a back and forth with some of the people that were commenting in there. Um, and to me, I, what I commented to him was he's way bigger than his PFP. Like he's, he's a larger than life charismatic figure that like, IRL doesn't need a mutant behind him to be cool, right? Like he's the life of the party wherever he goes. There are people that have that and there are people that don't. So I think in his case, he has the luxury of deciding what PFP he wants to represent his brand. And there's so many examples of huge brands rebranding during their history. So I don't think it's a problem. I think the people who um, think that they are their community are the people that are afraid to rebrand that what pfp they've been they've been rocking for a while so you know i'm sure yeah. that there are people out there with apes punks 
I don't know, rec guys, whatever that are like, man, I really wish I could, I could do something else, but I just feel like this is the brand that I built. I wholly embrace this community and it would really tear me down. But I, I don't think thread guy was ever in that box. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree. And in the end, I think this was great for board Ape community. Absolutely. Right? And it allows him to show that he can still support them just as much and maybe more in the future. And it's okay. Maybe he'll go back to it. Maybe he won't. It doesn't matter. He can still play a huge role in that community. Yeah. That down. I, to see him grow through that election process and through that whole thing. I was, was just going to say the arc, the arc is crazy, right? Because like he, he went up for that election and he didn't get it. And, but, and he got all this good press, bad press, like all this debate, whether he was qualified and, like he stayed stoic throughout the whole thing. And he really was like a great steward of this space. And like the comments that he were giving in his traditional thread guy style, but they're really thought out. And like, I, I was really impressed. And then to see and to hear in this debate over his PFP that like he could have monetized at any point, you know, something that he hadn't done before off the backs of the IP of himself that he had been building um, all this time. For him to walk away from multiple offers, like you don't get many people that would do that. I mean, especially at his age, that's a lot of money in a bear market where money is hard to come by, right? And like you said, bills still got to be paid. So, hats off to Thread Guy, man. I I think that it's uh, it's awesome, and I can't wait to see like the the uh, the rest of the arc that he has uh, in his journey in Web three. I agree. I got to hang out with him a good bit at VCon. Uh, he stayed in the Airbnb with me and Locks, and uh, got, got to know him at a, on a personal level. And I'm a big fan, right? And I, and I went in not knowing because that character, right? And we know we know a lot of characters. Like the three of us hang out with a lot of characters, and and so you never know the difference sometimes with the character and the real person. And I was just so impressed. Uh, again, his age. Uh, I look back and think of like what I was doing at you know, young twenties. I mean, you really got a good head on his shoulder. So to watch this play through, it was really, really good stuff. Okay. So all of us back in the day, out of the three choices, which one would you have taken? It was the D got offer from Frank, the 10% on the plushie sales from Luca or the series one, Jack Bush or O'Peppin. Which one are you taking? <laughs> How, it's a, how long it, is... I, yeah, you know, it, it, there was all these weird... Stipulations behind all of them. Yeah, like they all were a little different. But I get, you're just saying, like, if you were to just straight up switch your PFP and right. get paid for it. Yeah. I mean, the pudgy was a rod. So th th that one is kind of like off the list for me, I would say. Yeah. Right. Uh, my yeah. wife... I'm an O'Peppin Maxi. I'd have to go O'Peppin, I think. And it was the OG deal, and everyone else just seemed to be like coming in and trying to like front run the deal. So for me, yeah. I'd, I think O'Peppin. I think I'd do yeah. the same and just vault it. It's a series one, right? So yeah. yeah, to me, to me, it would be a difficult choice because I'm not in any of those communities. I don't have any exposure. Um, and <laughs> my wife is being very active in the comments today. Um, you look like a snack, dude. I was going to say it, and then she said it. So I'm happy someone did, because I was thinking the same thing. 
was like, mm, mm, mm. oh man. <laughs> um, for me, it would be a hard toss up between the D gods and and the Opepin. Uh, I think I might lean a little bit more to the Opepin because it's series one, and Jack just has so much runway, and he's been so charismatic and been able to like hold the attention of the space for a really long time. Uh, I do have a lot of belief that you know Frank is killing it as well, so it would be a hard, a hard, uh, a hard decision. But yeah, I think I'd go Pep in Series One and do the same thing, vault it, come back in twenty years, see see what it's worth. There's only one Series One, yeah. right? Yeah, one exactly. Group, it's only, like, that? It's, yeah. Well, there's eighty of them, but there's only one Series One, right? There's only yeah. There's one batch. There's not gonna be more Series Ones, so yeah. All right. Uh, well, I thanks for the background because I really I did not know like the the problem as as this kind of experience of Web three has grown. Um, I used to try to be and know everything that was going on, and I burnt myself out in two years. And so I really like focused my bags and focused my attention. And like if it's not like rug radio or it's not like wrecked guy, like I I really have blinders on because. I just don't have the time for work-life balance. And so I see that these cool things are going on, like, you know, Jack Butcher and Thread Guy and stuff like that, but I don't always get the time to actually dive in. So I appreciate the recap from G-Man. That, uh, that helps out uh, immensely. Yeah, I think one of my big takeaways is whenever G-Man mentions that he's going into something... <laughs> we got to... No, I'm copy trading. If I... <laughs> Look, I was in Lisbon with G-Man, and he said, "Be careful, don't copy trade my wallet. People have gotten burned." So, like, they have down that road. Like, just know that it doesn't always work out great. I don't win every time. I've been really lucky, though, for sure. Like, I'm, I'm grateful for that. I don't know if I, maybe, maybe I have a good feel for some of these things and time things pretty good or whatever. But I have definitely had some friends try to copy trade me and like get wrecked. And then they come and they're like, they're yelling at me. They're not yelling at me. They're mad at the universe, right? Sure. <laughs> what the fuck? I do the exact same thing you did, you know? And I'm just like, oh, I would no, be, man, sorry. I would, I would be that person. I was just talking to my wife the other day. Uh, how I, if I didn't, the only luck I have is no luck, right? Like, it doesn't matter <laughs> how long I've been in this space. It doesn't matter how many things I've been involved in, how many mints, what quality. Like, I've never pulled like a, crazy like mints i've never won like a crazy raffle like i'm gonna shout out will savas today i think the uh, i've been paying attention to his timeline a little bit and i think he won two uh two beeples and he won an opepin like he pulled yeah. an opepin recently and i'm like dude he got I the one of one right i couldn't do that in my entire life and he did it in like a week and i'm like well some people just literally have that horseshoe shoved all the way up their ass, and G Man's one of them. <laughs> I got one of those. I lucky. actually got one of those. Be I got one of those beeples. God bless America. <laughs> this is not a fair system. You know. So here's what we got to do. I'm gonna start. G Man, if you're open to it, your wallet will be my wallet. So I'll send you ETH, <laughs> and I'll say, just hold my shit and do my reveals for me. Um, you know, oh my gosh, our chance to win. That's Look, man, I've been lucky. I'm gr I'm grateful for this space, and, and luckily through the bear. And now it's it's uh it's hard on people. Um, it, it it I don't know. I somehow like just like keep it calm to do the thing. Not saying I, I, I I've been winning all along or anything like that, but I just don't like to get me down. I just keep keep cruising, you know. 
So I, I think, think that's the biggest thing is to control the emotions. Like that's yeah. really hard to do sometimes. You keep level headed and steady. It's funny because my wallet keeps growing, but I'm not like minting anything, right? It's like the benefits of stuff that I've invested in during the bull market or where I've decided to be at. And it's like, I'm not really spending a lot or investing anything new except for my time. But then I look at my vault and uh, the numbers keep going up and I'm like, man, I really appreciate like the stuff that I'm acquiring off the back of just like participation in this space long-term. And like, I can only imagine what that turns around to look like when you're in the bull market and those things explode in value. Um, so yeah, I agree with you just being here and being even keel and trading your time to, to participate in the space is really the meta right now. It's really how people are, are, are going to make it and, and really see a huge turnaround in the next bull. So, um, G man, you're definitely one of those people. I know you, you work hard for rug radio. We appreciate everything that you do. Thanks for, uh, spontaneously jumping on the stage right now. Uh, I'm going to wrap up the show because I got to bounce because my wife is leaving on a road trip and I got to say goodbye. She um, wants that snack I, before she goes. You look tasty, bro. You look tasty. She's like, wrap it up. I look tasty. <laughs> Anyways, so I got to go, but today was a great show. Thanks for everybody for being here. Yeah, thanks, G-Man. Uh, appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate man, the I rundown on O'Peppin and checks. It was fun. It was fun. Anytime. All right, I'm sure we'll have people cancel again, so we'll I'll just let you know every time. <laughs> just throw the advice to you, man. <laughs> and dude, you can come up like any show you want. Just like ping me, and I'll send you the invite. You can you can chill with us on stage at any time. All right, cool, man. Thank you. I really appreciate it. All right, All right nice. thanks, guys. Play us out, man. All right, I'm gonna play us out. Boys. Turn off the loop. All right, take it easy, dude. All right, thanks, man. Do it. Do it. Good job. Yeah, for sure. So you don't have to listen to me in 2160. Just drone on about random shit. Yeah, G-Man's definitely more entertaining to listen to. Fine. Yeah. And a lot of people say he looks like my older brother or maybe like a dad or something. So, <laughs> um. <laughs> Farouk says granddad, but you know, whatever. Oh, uh, that's just Farouk. <laughs> He's jealous. He's He won't age as well.